Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Live mic. It's Berg Steeler fans. It is time once again for another edition of the Live Mic. I am your host, Michael Beck. Deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we're hanging out with you today. The Pittsburgh Steelers are victorious once again. Lord, what a rough stretch that was. About four and a half games of the Steelers struggling, and man, I really couldn't have taken another half of that. Thankfully, the guys uh, got their stuff together before that uh, second half against the Indianapolis Colts when Big Ben rallied the troops, and here we are. Today, the Pittsburgh Steelers have won the AFC North. It is over. The division is wrapped up. Week 17 basically means nothing. So what does that mean for the Steelers? Well, considering how much we've kind of talked about them kind of falling off the rails and starting to kind of put one eye to the offseason and figure out how this team should start rebuilding, now all of a sudden the Steelers find themselves in a situation where they are still a Super Bowl contender. Like it or not, this team obviously has its flaws, it has its warts, and there's definitely some injury concerns still with this team. Of course, a lot of guys are going to start getting healthy by the time the playoffs start, especially with how many guys will probably rest against the Browns. The only real guys that we're going to be missing come playoff time are the ones that are going to be on the injured reserve, realistically. The Steelers should avoid injury from their regular starters because a good majority of them I don't think will play against the Browns. And 
for everyone wondering right now, oh, the Steelers need to get that number two seed. No, they really do not. The number two seed doesn't matter at all in 2020. Coming in second, coming in third, it really doesn't matter at all. Reason why is, of course, there's not going to be fans in the stadium. And right now, either it, it, it would be Buffalo coming to Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh coming to Buffalo. Or hell, Buffalo could even lose in the wildcard round and then the Steelers are going to be home team anyway. It really doesn't matter and we don't know what the matchups are going to be because all the wildcard teams could finish in any spot remaining in the wildcard. And all those games, all those teams are playing at the same time or the Steelers are playing before the other guys. So it really doesn't matter what happens on Sunday. The Steelers really can't control their fate with the opponent they're going to play. So at this point, they should rest their guys, get ready for the playoffs, come in absolutely healthy, aside from Bud Dupree, Devin Bush, and Zach Banner, I might add. But right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. Why? Because they made it to the show and they are starting to get healthy. If the, 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 This is why the Steelers need to rest. Because if they're not healthy in the playoffs, there's no hope. That's the biggest thing going for this team right now, is that they're going to start getting healthy. Robert Spillane's going to be back. Matt Filer will be back. That being said, Matt Filer, I think I'd kick right back out to right tackle uh, for Chooksakor for and just keep Kevin Dotson at left guard, who has been outstanding, may I add. That might be the best way to go about uh, this offensive line for the foreseeable future and maybe even to next season. But right now, the Steelers have really gotten a lot of things going for them in a positive direction after all that doom and gloom. So that brings us to the topic of the show. Are the Steelers back? Are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers, are they back? That's a really tough question to answer, but we'll kind of learn more about this team and whether or not they're that... 11-0 Steelers team that we saw, or if they're that 0-3 Steelers team that flat out looked terrible, that could have been drafting Trevor Lawrence had they played 16 games at that level. But right now, Ben Roethlisberger kind of figured himself out. He kind of just played his style of ball in the second half. His arthritic knees are getting better. The, the receivers were catching the football. E- even in the first half against the Colts, they weren't catching it, but then everything started to click and they looked way better. Interesting enough, they started to look way better once Chase Claypool got back involved in the offense. I really don't understand why Claypool disappeared for a month, but he did. Now Chase Claypool, he, he gets some decent targets that aren't some lame duck, 60-yard down-the-field bomb in a quadruple coverage. Like, if you watch the tape against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Steelers win that game if Ben throws to Claypool. Half the times he's running wide open, because he was running wide open a lot. His only targets were when he's in about triple coverage, I swear to God. So, when you look at this team, everything started to click once again in the second half against the Colts. The defense was firing. Alex Highsmith was getting home. I I know that the Colts had issues with their uh, health on the offensive line at both tackle spots, but still, TJ Watt looked good. He forced a fumble that nearly went for a touchdown. The corners are healthy. Sure, Joe Hayden gave up a big touchdown, but that's more to do with kind of the scheme and how Minka kind of left him out to dry just by keeping with his philosophy. He has to go up and uh, attack that uh, deep crossing route, kind of exposing Joe Hayden deep, which the Steelers have been burnt before during the season, that same play. That's going to happen when you have an attacking defense, though. So I don't really blame Joe Hayden for that by any stretch of the imagination, but 
The corners are good. The safeties are good. The defensive line is fine. Cam Hayward, he picked up another sack. Stephon Toot went over 10 sacks for the first time in his career. TJ Watts, probably the defensive player of the year. Alex Highsmith looks really good. He's not Bud Dupree, but who is? No one is. Alex Highsmith looked really good. Vince Williams got back on the field and played every single defensive snap. Avery Williamson had a terrible first half. He missed a ton of tackles, but guess what? In the second half, he was all over the field. He tallied up 14 tackles in that game. Avery Williamson was a difference maker defensively. He is a volume tackler. And he's someone that this team could use in the future. And he's going to be a big part of this defense in the playoffs. When you really look around the rest of this defense, they still got the depth at corner. There's still there's still some hope behind uh, the in, the interior front seven when it comes to depth, but the Steelers have so much talent still. They haven't been greatly affected. Of course, if the Steelers had Bud Dupree and Devin Bush still healthy, <laughs> they'd be rolling over teams right now. It wouldn't even be funny, but we're going to get Robert Spillane back soon. Cassius Marsh, he laid a heavy hit when he got on the field. I'm not saying he's Bud Dupree, but as a rotational pass rusher, I, I like what Cassius Marsh was able to do. He's always been a good pass rusher. It's it's the other aspects of his game that are, are missing. So if he's the third down guy, that's totally fine by me. So you look at this defense, you're like, all right, this is still a Super Bowl caliber defense, even though they're missing two outstanding pieces. Credit the Steelers for bringing in Avery Williamson and drafting Alex Highsmith for replacing those guys. Of course, you can't re- really replace the guys that should have been Pro Bowl guys, but they're getting some solid contribu- contribution out of the guys that are still there. Then when you look at this offense, it really you got to look at Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was outstanding. In the second half, I think he only had five incompletions, three touchdown passes, zero picks, well over 250 yards. Ben Roethlisberger played, it's funny, after playing the worst half of his career against the Cincinnati Bengals a week ago, he just played the best half of... Uh, a recent memory that I can ever think of Ben Roethlisberger playing. If, if he duplicated that second half uh, over the course of a full game, Ben Roethlisberger would have went well over 500 yards again, six touchdown pass. Like, are you kidding? That was a crazy half for Ben Roethlisberger. He, he played great, and he was the reason why the Steelers won the game against the Colts. Eric Ebron, he caught the passes that went his way. There wasn't a lot, but he still caught them. Like I said before, Chase Claypool reasserted himself in the offense. And I, I think at this point, the Steelers coaches w- w- should all be fired if they don't realize how much better the offense was when Chase Claypool got involved. And you could you could tell as that second half went on, Chase Claypool was still on the field getting targets more and more and more and more. The Steelers offense was successful. He's got to be on the field. It, it, that was lunacy that he disappeared for so long. Deontay Johnson was after that first drive where he, he dropped a couple passes, which honestly, when that happened, I was like, oh boy, here we go again. He got a roped in. He made an outstanding 50 yard touchdown grab. That was an outstanding catch. James Washington, when he gets on the field, he's still catching his passes and he's he's still being a, a hard guy to take down. And Juju Smith Schuster, all of a sudden, this guy almost has 100 receptions this season. He's nine catches away from 100 on the year. Believe it or not, I know a lot of you aren't going to believe that, but. Juju Smith-Schuster's 91 receptions this year. Sure, he's kind of far from 1,000 yards. He's not going to get there. But that's more to do with the offensive scheme. The guy's only basically allowed to run under routes to get targets. 
It's it's really insane. Like he doesn't get the ball in any other route, but the guy's almost at a hundred receptions. For someone that's got the ire of Steelers fans all year long, Juju Smith-Schuster, he still had a pretty solid season. The offensive line, they had a pretty solid second half too, and James Conner reasserted himself as the Steelers' number one running back after we thought Benny Snell was about to take the reins on offense. All of a sudden, the Steelers are starting to click a little bit here. Chris Boswell is going to get healthy come playoff time. The special teams are going to get better. The Steelers are really going to be as good as they can be come playoff time. And that's exciting to me because their matchup, as long as it's not against the Baltimore Ravens, when really we don't really know who they're going to end up playing. If it's Miami, if it's Cleveland, Tennessee, Indianapolis, like I really like the Steelers in each and each and every one of those matchups. Baltimore's red hot right now. Red hot. There's a chance they might not even make the playoffs though. So right now it's like the way you slice it, Chances are they probably won't be playing Baltimore just based on uh, how many teams are still shuffling around. It's unlikely, probably like 15% shot. So they're probably going to play a team that they should be favored to beat. And then after that, they're they're either going to Kansas City right away. Well, that's not even possible yet. <laughs> even if Buffalo's upset, if Buffalo wins, it's not... It's not possible. Like someone else has got to win too. There's going to be three teams advancing for the from the wild card. Either Pittsburgh's playing Buffalo, or the next best seed remaining. There's a chance Baltimore plays Kansas City. If if Baltimore ends up the seventh seed and they knock off Buffalo, which legitimately is possible right now, Baltimore's playing really good. Then they're going to go to Kansas City. Who knows what's going to happen there? Like Baltimore's playing the best football they've played all season long. I know they got steamrolled and boat raced against the Chiefs earlier in the season, but still, right now the Steelers' path to the Super Bowl it isn't one that might scare you. It could legitimately end up going, the Steelers play Miami, then they could play Indianapolis or Tennessee, and then they play Kansas City or maybe Baltimore if there's a crazy upset in the title game. Like, it's not impossible. And to tie it back to the topic of the show, are the Steelers back? They're going to have to prove it in the playoffs, but right now, they have a very pretty path to get to the AFC title game. And they might have a very pretty path to get to the Super Bowl. This team is going to be healthy, and they're clicking all of a sudden. They're going to get some rest, and they have a pretty path. Sure, everything can go out the window, based on how the seating falls and the cookie crumbles at the end of the week, but the Steelers resting everyone and the Browns being a desperate football team, right there, that's one of the factors that might keep Baltimore out of the playoffs. Indianapolis is playing Jacksonville. Right? So there's... And then Miami is going to Buffalo, who is also probably... If they beat New England, that game hasn't concluded yet, for those of you that are listening and know that game has come to an end. Buffalo could be resting everyone against Miami too. Miami could win. So all of a sudden, Baltimore might be the team on the outside looking in. It really isn't outside the realm of possibility. If Baltimore's not in, man, I really think the Steelers and Chiefs are still on a a collision course. 
We will get back into this topic in the second half here, so we're going to step away for a quick commercial break, but stay tuned. We will get more into why the Pittsburgh Steelers are in fact back after just one half of amazing football. So stay tuned. We will get you more live mic from Behind the Steel Curtain in just one second. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. We are back for the second half of our podcast. And really in the first half, we kind of broke down offense, defense, special teams, getting healthy, starting to get that mojo back. They have a nice path in the playoffs. Where was that the last month, first of all, before we move on? Nowhere to be seen. Ben Roethlisberger, he was running with his legs straight. It seemed like there's a a metal rod in his knee connecting his upper leg to his lower leg. The guy wasn't bending his knees, and I guess we learned that he was, he's was he been battling arthritis in his knees. Of course, if you play almost 20 years in the NFL, I'm sure you can have some pretty banged-up joints and body parts, and clearly that's happened with Big Ben. But Ben looked outstanding. All of a sudden, I threw out all those uh, mock drafts of quarterbacks and the Steelers trading up. That's not the way to go in the offseason, but we don't even care about the offseason right now because we got the biggest fish to fry a seventh Lombardi trophy. That's what they play this game for. That's what this team was built for. And that's what this team could potentially achieve. All of a sudden, when the Steelers were 11-0, in that number one playoff buy spot, I was thinking to myself, man, the Steelers team is going to have a real, real good shot at making it to a Super Bowl. They're going to get the bye week off. Then they're going to get a pretty low-seeded team coming into Pittsburgh after some rest. Man, th- this is shaping up beautifully. Kansas City's going to be banged up the week after that in the AFC Championship game. Oh my, we have a real shot on our hands at this. All of a sudden, you, you just got to worry about <laughs> who the team in the in the NFC will be. Boom! That 12th game hits, all of a sudden everything just starts... Going out the window. <laughs> and that's that's really what happened here. The, the Steelers, embarrassing losses to the football team, the Bengals. A tight one against the Bills, but the, I think the Steelers proved they could beat them. Joe Hayden 
didn't play in that game. Vince Williams, basically every inside linebacker was out, not named Avery Williamson. It was really one of those days where the Steelers just didn't have the mojo going. If they played again, even in Buffalo, I think the Steelers can win that game. Right now, after that losing streak, it's like, sure, the Steelers are going to start playing some elite-level teams, but when you really look at things, I think the most likely opponent the Steelers are going to end up playing in the first round, it looks like it'd be Cleveland. Then after that, I think it's Miami. I, I think those statistically are the two most likely teams the Steelers could end up playing. But all that could just go out the window anyway. It's going to be a wacky week 17. But right now, I think the Steelers are going to have a very favorable matchup in the wild card game. And then all of a sudden, the divisional game shakes up. If they're playing Buffalo, I'm confident they can win that game. And then who who knows after that? But still, right now, after all the slack and all the smack I've talked about this team, they're really starting to, to get it together. Like... Rumor has it Ben Roethlisberger took over the play calling in the second half of that Colts game, and the offense really started to click. Ben Roethlisberger, we know, doesn't like run play action a whole lot. Once he turns his back to the defense since his elbow surgery, it's almost like he chucks in praise to the first guy that he sees in a black and gold-colored uniform. So when he's out there, he's kind of he's dialing up his own thing, and the Steelers weren't all just quick short passes. All of a sudden, against the Indianapolis Colts, the Steelers were working the ball down the field. Ben Roethlisberger was pumping the football. It looked like they're having fun, and that's what it looked like during that original winning streak. Not to mention, the Steelers knocked off a Ravens team that was still pretty healthy back then, like that first game. And then after that, they they still beat the Tennessee Titans, who. They were undefeated when Pittsburgh went into Tennessee, and they they blew the barn doors off them. It really wasn't close until the second half, and the Steelers kind of just let them back in the game for some reason, but the Steelers still hung on and won that game. Like You you look at a lot of these teams that are in the playoffs. When Pittsburgh played Cleveland at full force, the Steelers killed them. And if that's what the wildcard game is going to be, it's going to be in Pittsburgh. Really, right now, the Steelers have no excuse in not beating whoever that comes across their plate in round one. Sure, Baltimore's red hot right now, but Steelers in that matchup likely get Bob Spillane back. Chris Boswell will be healthy. Matt Filer, to me, I'd put him at tackle once again. This team will be firing at all cylinders. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. Baltimore's playing for their playoff life. They're a team that could get banged up this week. The Steelers legitimately have nothing to play for in Week 17, and I think it would be a big mistake if they didn't give their guys that haven't had a bye all season long. I I think that would be a massive mistake if they didn't do that. (laughs) So right now, the Steelers are the team that are going to get a pseudo-bye week, in my opinion. Week 17, those veteran-type guys and the guys that are banged up are going to get a week off. The superstar players on the Steelers are going to get a week off. They're going to have time to lick their wounds and ice up and do some rehab, feel a little bit better. All of a sudden, they're a healthy Steelers team with the reinforcements coming back. And then they're taking on the world in the playoffs. Once you make it to the show, that, that's all that matters. We know the Steelers are going to get at least one home playoff game. 
And we know that the home playoff games really don't matter all that much to begin with right now. But still, the Steelers are going to be the favorite against whoever comes across their plate right now. And I'm really looking forward to what this team can do and see if they can build upon this win against the Indianapolis Colts. That being said, don't overestimate or really look too hard into this game against the Browns. If the Steelers were to pull off a upset with Mason Rudolph at quarterback and J.C. Hassenhauer at center and... Benny Snell and Wendell Smallwood, Wendell Smallwood in the backfield and Ray Ray McLeod is the number one receiver with Deion Kane beside like <laughs> that would be awfully surprising and I think that would have more to say about the Browns just absolutely falling apart than it really would against the Steelers being able to win that game with those guys on the field but that's what this game's shaping out to be so if the Browns were to come into Pittsburgh and smash the Steelers by 40 oh excuse me the Steelers are going to Cleveland I wouldn't care because the Steelers are legitimately just going to throw out their their practice squad in this game. It means nothing. Don't don't look too hard into that one. Really, right now, the Steelers' biggest worry is getting everyone to 100%, getting into the playoffs, which they've done. They're AFC North champions, no lower than the third seed, no higher than the second. Get into the playoffs... And start playing your game. The Steelers have won 11 in a row before. All they need to do to win a Super Bowl is win four. Four games in a row. There's only four games that are important at this point. But it all starts with one. And that's going to be in the wild card game. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they were to have lost out this season, lost the AFC North to the Browns, even if they won the AFC North but lost out, I'd be deeply worried about this team going to the playoffs. That half of football, I think they flipped the switch to me. And now that they're going to be healthier and a little bit more confident, oh boy, these Pittsburgh Steelers have a shot. Their shot is as good as any. This team has proven that they could overcome adversity, and that's something you need to do in the playoffs. If the Steelers caked walk in, caked walked into the playoffs, and they got punched in the mouth by Kansas City and found themselves in a 17-point hole, like they were against Indianapolis, I don't know how confident I would be in them coming back from that. Now the Steelers team is scrappy. They know what it's like to to win games and stack wins. They also know what it's like to go through a really brutal stretch and come back and win. And those lessons you don't just find anywhere in the NFL. You really got to experience this. And and this group, you got to keep in mind, this Steelers team hasn't been in the playoffs in 2017, and they went one and done that year. This group, this core, doesn't really understand what it's like to be successful in the playoffs. Sure, there's a couple guys that have won playoff games. There's not many, though. All of a sudden, you're looking at this group and you're like, they really have to learn on their own. They got to learn to walk. They got to they got to learn to crawl. They got to learn to walk. Then they got to learn to run. And right now, throughout this season, I, I think they knew what they knew. They learned what it took to win games and stack wins. Now they know what it's like to get punched in the mouth. And come back and be successful once again. Those two lessons is going to prove major dividends in the playoffs. It's going to be something that 
all of a sudden, when the dust settles, if the Steelers are successful in this quest, we're not going to remember the pain of the three-game losing streak. That's not what people are going to talk about. They're not even going to talk about the path to get to the playoffs. They're only going to care about that last game if you're not a Steelers fan. And even if you are a Steelers fan, I ask you about Super Bowl 43. How many of those regular season games do you really remember so closely? There probably isn't a great deal of them, to be honest. But right now, that's exactly what the path the Steelers are kind of are on. They're going to be 12 and four or 13 and three heading into the playoffs, and they're going to be one of the tougher outs in the game. They got one of the best defenses, and they got a secretly good offense. If if they can keep Ben Roethlisberger clean. They can pick up some chunk runs every now and then. They don't even need to rattle off 100 yards a game. They just need to be able to pick up first downs in short-yarded situations and set up second and medium, not second and long like they always do. It's just one of those things. This team is so close. They still haven't played a perfect game. They played a perfect half, and they did it against the Indianapolis Colts. That's the closest team has been all year to being perfect. They played one perfect half. That's really what it felt like all season long. Now if they could string games together like they just did, all of a sudden they went from a team that we didn't think would win again to a team that we don't know if they'll lose again. The Steelers have the tools, they got the players, they have the talent, and they should be successful. So with all that said, getting back to the topic, are the Steelers back? Yes. And they're going to prove it in the playoffs. I couldn't be more excited about this team. They turned it on when it's mattered most here at the end. They've, I, I think they've righted the ship. They came back from a 17-point deficit. They battled adversity. They won. They punched this losing streak in the face, and now they're successful. They're flying high. They, they're AFC North champions, and they got a shot to do a whole lot more. So I'm excited to bring this uh, podcast to you again next week after the Browns game, which win, lose, or draw, again, doesn't matter. What matters is getting out of that game healthy and resting your guys. Really, that's what matters. So I'm excited to bring you this podcast again next week, especially going into the playoffs, because a whole lot of stuff is going to go down before that, and really previewing the Steelers' next matchup is going to be extremely exciting because I think there's a beautiful path for this Pittsburgh Steelers team to be successful. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in to the show today. Again, my name is Michael Beck. You can follow me on Twitter if you like, at MichaelBeck56. Make sure you're following Behind the Steel Curtain too uh, on Twitter and Instagram at BT Steel Curtain. And you can find us on Facebook as well just by searching Behind the Steel Curtain. Make sure you're clicking over to the website and you're listening to our entire podcast family. We got tons of great Steelers content coming to you each and every day. Hours and hours of Steelers talk. All Steelers, all the time. You're not getting that anywhere else. Make sure you're subscribing, tuning in, and telling friends because it's not getting better anywhere else. So thank you again for tuning in. I'm excited to speak to you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Live Mic, and we will talk to you soon. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. 
Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.